Here we go, Keeney. Here we go. Back on the air. Look alive. Look alive. I don't believe this. <laughs> oh, come on. Sure, Keeney. Sherry, she does this little dance when we're coming back. Look at her dancing to that music. She is loving it. You write to us at MyNorthwest.com. Come on in to the uh, text line, Muckleshoot Casino, sponsoring the text line. one 973 Lucky person gets a chance to be letter of the day as chosen by the teeny tiny lady. There she goes. She's doing the dance again. Sherry, diving into the dance. I wish I could see that. Uh, I'll take some video for you. Okay, good. I'd like to see it. Let's see, real quick. Uh, I'll take it for you a little bit. NASA, please, with Congress, please, please, we must beat China to the moon. Um, you know what? Why don't we not have NASA? Why don't we not have the government involved? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are doing a fine job of having rockets take off, come down, and then land um, back in a position they could take back off again. It costs a heck of a lot less. I saw a cost between they're taking a look at what the government spends on something and then what uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos spend on the different parts of these things. Um, you know, $30 for something. And you look at NASA, it's like $80,000 or something. So, but NASA's back in there pleading. We've got to beat China. We have, we've got to get to the moon. Got to get to that moon, Sherry. Yes. So Frank Lucas, he's a Republican from Oklahoma, uh, said this, the Chinese Communist Party is actively soliciting international partners for a lunar mission, a lunar research mm-hmm. station, and has started its ambition to have human astronauts on the surface by 2030. The country that lands first will have the ability to set a precedent for whether future lunar activities are conducted with openness and transparency or in a more restricted manner. So I think they're trying to mark the territory and say, look, if China gets yes. there first, we may never get there again if it's up to them. So we have to be the first ones there. Right, because they want to get up to the moon. They think they can mine minerals that are up there. They can also take space junk and dump it up there and stuff. So they're just trying to get up there ahead and, you know, stake out the moon, put the flag in the in the surface there, and then, you know, say, oh, we own all of this or something. So... They're trying to beat China to. The I think moon. if we're to be a thing. That, hmm? Well, if hmm? our goal yes, is to get to Mars is is going to be realistic too, that would have to. They would have to. Those missions would have to be launched from the moon. So they need a base there as well to do the Mars thing. I got it. And then living on the moon, what life would be like there? I'll tell you, uh, Fanny Willis. Uh, who is the uh, DA there in Fulton County that has brought the charges against Donald Trump? Well, she might wish she was in the moon because <clears throat> looks like a judge now has said they want to look into why Miss um, Willis hired her um, her a boyfriend and why she gave her boyfriend a half a million dollars when her boyfriend doesn't know diddly squat about a RICO federal charges is not a lawyer that is up to speed uh, and would not be probably the best person to be giving a half a million dollars to. So Miss Willis has some explaining to do, and the judge has said that she must now turn over any uh, relevant documents, and she will have to answer to the charges that she took the money, gave it to Mr. Wade, Mr. Wade, and then Miss Willis 
They were then seen traveling. They went to Napa and very the Bahamas and some other places like that. So the question is, you know, was this some sweetheart deal that you gave this guy the money? And why'd you give him the money? And where'd you go with it? And where'd you spend the money? We know that Mr. Wade works tirelessly on this particular case. He had billed the government uh, $6,000. And when they looked at the billable hours, apparently he had worked for 24 hours straight on this particular case. So... She has to look into that. It just sends some more, you know, dirt and clouds around the case against Donald Trump that's being brought up there in Georgia uh, for the RICO charges that <clears throat> the Donald Donald Trump and the rest of his lawyers all conspired together to try to overthrow the election. And they've got the, you know, they've got the tapes and they have them on the phone. <clears throat> in this particular case, this one doesn't do very well. Um, but the other charges that he has, uh, he's facing the one in the courtroom right now. The woman that accused him of raping her in a rest in a um, dressing room was it Bergdorf Goodman in New York. I think it was like 30 some years ago. She said that Donald Trump raped her there in the ladies dressing room. Uh, Miss Carroll has said this. <clears throat> and then a judge last year um, made Donald Trump uh, write her a check. And now she's coming back and she's charging defamation and slander and other charges like that against the president. The judge, by the way, said to Donald Trump, you know, I'm going to throw you out of here. You would you'd be happy with that because he keeps making comments, sighing and saying things out loud. It's he's afraid it's prejudicing the jury, <laughs> which is a joke mm-hmm. that you're going to find a jury of your peers in, in New York City. Right. Was it 80 some or 84 percent of the people in New York City voted for Hillary Clinton, vote for Joe Biden. So you don't think they're already prejudiced to begin with. But Donald Trump sitting there in the courtroom listening to Miss Carroll bring up a bunch of um, additional damages because of the things that Donald Trump said about her being what wacky and kooky. And, yeah, these you know, these remarks were made. Stuff. Yeah, these I think these remarks were made after the first court case. So then he went on to say all these mean things about her. And I think what's happening in the courtroom is the chatter between him and the attorneys. They're they're doing things like like a stage whisper almost like. She's lying again. And that he's they're afraid that the jury is picking up on this back and forth dialogue that they're not really trying to hide and could prejudice the jury. So he's been warned many times to stop and you know, take a take a break. Sit down. Don't don't be saying Mm -hmm. anything. His lawyer, the woman that he has working for, doesn't seem very bright. Uh, The judge seems like a fairly fair guy is reading some of the stuff he's got. He has been very patient with her. Um, She refused to stand at some point. Uh, She was trying to admit some evidence and wasn't following the proper procedures. The judge took the time to kind of teach her a couple of things. So I don't know if if Donald always gets the best person working for him. Is this the really um, good-looking one? Yeah, she's very. So pretty. I don't see. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, isn't she also the Got one that Obama. messed up a form, and it would have allowed yeah. him to either have a a, a jury do a, ju- a jury or a not a jury. I'm not sure which it was, but she didn't do the form right. Right. Yeah. So he's thinking, like, why did he hire her in the first place? Yeah. But well, maybe because she's a. Maybe she's an attractive lady. Maybe that's what we're doing. There is a House bill, Senate Bill 6052. This is, uh, we heard about Governor Inslee um, in July was talking about the cost of gas. and It was only going to be pennies. And then he said, oh, he blames it on those horrible, terrible oil companies that are gouging people and taking advantage and soiling the air and killing our kids. And how oil, how horrible these oil companies are. And they make outrageous profits. They make obscene profits. So he wants those oil companies. He's going to try to get this bill passed 
and then they're going to turn into law. They'll have a commission of people. They're going to be forcing the oil companies to be more transparent, to show us where the profits really are and where they're going and if you're gouging us or not. Uh, if you want to see transparency, uh, just follow along and have stock in Exxon or BP or one of these other ones or Conoco, and it's all there because the FEC makes them show where the money is, where the money's being spent. The profits go up and the profits go down. The profits go up and they go down. One of the things they're also thinking about, because they had this in California, would be a windfall profit tax. Now, we did a windfall profit tax with Carter. Carter put it in place, and then they took it away, I think, like in 84, 85, because they realized it doesn't get the money they thought it would get. And anytime you try to restrict profits, you are basically sending a signal to the marketplace that you can't make that much money. If profits are high, other companies will come in and try to get a piece of it. In monopolies, you can't do that. You can't possibly break in and also create some type of product or service that is uh, more efficient and squeeze more profit out of it. Profits send signal to the marketplace that that's a good business to be involved in. But Governor Inslee likes to blame the fact that we have high gas prices on those unscrupulous, awful, tyrannical, money-grubbing, greedy oil companies. So this thing will probably pass, I'm assuming, because people love to be able to blame somebody else other than the governor as they're looking for more transparency in um, the state of Washington. His bill is, um, I guess the goal is um, to shed light on the mechanism influencing gas prices. And it was pointed out, you know, people are trying to, on Wall Street, trying to figure that out every day. This is almost impossible to do. It's very hard to figure that out. Um, All the members of the petroleum petroleum industry that testified were against it, of course. Um, It's, you know, addressing these transparency issues. And about the, the windfall profit, that was in 1980, and it was called the crude oil windfall uh, profit tax of 1980, and it was supposed to be to tax outrageous profits. Now, that's in the eye of the beholder, right? I mean, it's it's who's who's to say what's outrageous? So they had hoped to make about 393 billion dollars over the next decade. They only made 80 billion dollars and finally repealed it in 1988 because it wasn't doing what they thought it was going to do. Right. Also, because to enforce it, to administer it, uh, to do all of the IRS work on it, it was actually costing more almost than they were possibly able to get out of it. But here's the thing about oil. Yes, they're making huge profits, right? But how about when they don't make huge profits? When, in fact, they had gargantuan losses uh, in 2020 when they lost $22.4 billion. Profits are good. You want an oil company or any company to make profit. Why don't you look at, um, say, uh, Apple and when it comes to making iPhones. If they're making more than 200 and some percent on their profits, is that also outrageous? Why don't we go after those guys and find out why they're making so much profit? If you really have a problem with profit, you are telling the marketplace that you don't want anybody else to be in there. If you're making money, other people will want to make money as well, so they'll want to get into that business. The oil companies right now have noticed that they can make good money, so now a lot of these small refineries or small drilling operations, which are basically small businesses, are now finding capital. Capital is moving over there, and they're producing more and more of the products. 
whether it's natural gas or whether we're fracking, we actually are producing more barrels of oil now than we were two or three years ago. We're up to 13, billion, 13 million barrels a day. And because of it, the price is starting to come back down again. But it's a international market. Everybody bids on it. This is a complete smokescreen by the governor. And the fact that they would even vote on this thing, again, California has the same sort of thing now. They're, oh, why are you getting all that money? Why do you have all this money? Are, are you ripping us all off? Well, how about when the oil companies lose money? And then what do you do? Is it because all of a sudden they care more? So they're greedy and then they wake up and go, oh, we're not greedy anymore. We're going to drop the price of gas. Gas goes up, gas goes down. It's not about transparency on the oil company. You, the governor, are not very transparent when you hid and lied to the people of Washington saying the cost of this carbon tax on top was only going to be pennies and now it's 46 or 47 cents. It's just sort of blaming me. Don't blame me. Blame the man behind the tree. But this is what they want to put in place for these guys. Right, because it provides some cover for him because he can say, hey, I, you know what, I proposed a bill that we look into this and we do this and we do this. And it stalls the entire conversation because he can claim that he's doing something to prove that it is the oil company's greed that is creating the big, uh, the big price increases. That's right. Yep. Don't blame me. It's those guys over there. Um, Biden also looked into that windfall profit tax thing as well. He was thinking of doing it. If you want to stop innovation, then do that. Then try to take profits from companies, add extra taxes to it, um, and then reduce the number of other businesses that would want to get in there and uh, have a product that is competitive as another. Um, but that's what we have from people that don't understand basic economics on this one. There's a, there's a congressman, I think, is he from New York, this guy? He decided he's going to do this big, profound thing where he's going to, where is this right Yeah, here? his Let's name see. is, Repre it's Representative Maxwell Frost. He's a freshman. Oh, uh, he's from, from Florida. Oh, he's from Florida. Okay. Florida, yeah. Here he is. So he's okay. got a picture of the Statue of Liberty there, and he says, So my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them if you keep pushing your bigoted hr2 bill then also pass this bill i've taken the liberty of drafting it for you it removes the statue of liberty our largest symbol that tells people to come here this is who you are removing the fabric of america so i want to know which republican who supports and voted for hr2 will introduce this bill <sighs> The poem at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty is not an immigration policy. It's just a poem. And if you really knew anything about history, Representative Frost, you would see that the United States really had some very racist and just uh, despicable policies that were put in place, immigration laws that were passed after 1880, 1890, 1910, 1924, restricting Jews, restricting um, Chinese, restricting Japanese and Germans. And then they had intelligence tests and then they had uh, certain aspects of your face that they didn't want, eugenics they had in place in the 1910, 1914, where like, no, if your head is a certain shape, you're going to be too stupid. You won't be able to assimilate to America. Believe me, we were an incredibly um, racist country. 
Um, and we use that immigration policy to stop a whole bunch of people that you didn't want in the country. Or we would round them up and send them back. It's not like the statue stood there and they let everybody in. They had intelligence tests. They also had health tests. Uh, and if they felt that you weren't able to pass some sort of test when it came to, like, uh, reading or whatever else these things were, and they, they made them hard. Um, and in some cases impossible. They would just go, nope, you're out. If you coughed while you were in line, if they saw you coughing or something, took a test with you, whoosh, shipped you on back. So it's not like a Statue of Liberty is like, hey, everybody come on into the country. Very, very strict immigration policy to the United States. And those are the people that were trying to get in legally. We have a border. We're supposed to have a border. And you're supposed to wait in line just like everybody else. Fill out your forms and wait and then come through in an orderly fashion. Or just let everybody pour in through the border. Eight million already since the Biden administration has been in place. So nice try there, Representative Maxwell Frost, with your fake Statue of Liberty bill. All right. Went out yesterday, Sherry, I bought a inflatable mattress. Um, some twinkle lights that are, and uh, what else did I buy? Uh, a, a heater and a generator for the big night tomorrow night where Nick has agreed to do some uh, snow camping with me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if only, you... Only doing because she loves me, she said. Oh, well, that's a good reason. Are you, so where will the generator go? Uh, just to the side. So the, we've got that little pond, that little lake that I've got, <clears throat> and then uh-huh. I've got the island. And on the island, there's like a little chapel. And then in the chapel, which has no electricity and no insulation, it's just like a little wooden structure. But I'm going to make it all nice and romantic and stuff. And we're going to walk across the pond and then go over there and have the, the generator going, have a little fire going. Because I said, we need to have these experiences, you know, to, to out there and keep it warm and you know glass of wine and who knows what happens but (laughs) she's like this is dumb i said no no this is listen this is good you one must have a mind of winter sherry you you gotta embrace the cold so i I think you already kind of are i mean (laughs) you're in a lot of cold you're in a lot of snow um but if you want to you know test your limits do it Bad, bad decisions make for great stories later on, right? That's This is like, hey, remember that time we went out there and we're walking across the ice and then it broke and you fell in. It was dark and I had to pull you out and the generator broke and then thing caught on fire. You know, you got you to gotta live. You got to live a little bit. You can't just be safe in your little cocoon all the time. Yeah. So tomorrow night at, uh, I think, like 8 o'clock at night, we're going to go out there. So tomorrow I have to set it all up and make it all nice and cozy and romantic in the little chapel. Which would be a little weird because it is a chapel. Yeah. And you got an inflatable mattress in there. Are there pews um, in the chapel? No. No, there are are no pews in the chapel. Okay. Is there a statue of Jesus or anybody? (laughs) Okay. Don't try to make it weird, Sherry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not already weird at all. There's nothing weird about any of this. So I, I would make it weird. Wait, wait. If if Trevor said to you, like let's say it's going to be fifteen degrees and it's snowing and it's winter and it's really cold, but if Trevor said, "Hey, let's go out," to, let's say the same situation I've got. You've got this little, you got this little island there, 
and you could set up a little fire and you get a little nice warm fire there and then you could have this little chapel thing and you sleep in there wouldn't you be like yeah let's do that why not why all of a sudden when you turn when you get older why all of a sudden you have to start acting like adults be where's the kid like spirit in people right well yeah if you if no i I, of course i would i would do it if it was indoors but you said snow camping meaning that you were going to be out in the elements overnight it's a it's a wooden it's like a wooden tent yes it's 10 by 12 um and it's uh, how tall it is like eight nine feet inside the thing and it's you know i showed you a picture of it didn't i and you'll have a little there'll be a heater in there so it'll be warm but again it's if you were like a little kid even if you were in your 20s and you thought let's go you know let's do this this is gonna be fun just because you all of a sudden you Start acting old. I don't know. I stay inside and watch Netflix. Okay. Well, no, I, I, okay, okay. It's a brilliant idea. Psycho. Thank you. Psycho. <laughs> EV cars aren't selling the way the president wants them to sell because people start to realize after you buy them, there's, it works for some people, but it doesn't work for others. Especially we saw that in Chicago, the temperatures were in the teens. People were losing power. They couldn't recharge them. They were just abandoning them. So here's a funny ad. This is the if electric car commercials were honest, this is the uh, Tesla EV parody. Think electric vehicles can't be sexy. Think they're just for lentil-munching soy boys? Think car companies are propagating the myth that EVs are the key to saving the planet in order to divert blame for the climate crisis onto individual consumers? Well, think again. Or better yet, don't think at all. Introducing the Rajvolt Don't Think, Just Drive sales event. Our lineup of electric vehicles has something for everyone, from the granola yuppie. See that little leaf in the logo there? That's important to me. To the tech bro. I'm pretty much the modern day Thomas Edison. My friends call me that, not as a joke. Even exhausted parents with a constant internal hum of climate anxiety. Who has time to save the planet when soccer practice starts in 10 minutes? Want to feel better about the environment and yourself? Then you want an electric vehicle. We've spent a fortune on nostalgic IP and picture quality visual effects to distract your monkey brain from all that thinking. Get the the EV. This is sort of interesting that the president once was that 50 percent of all cars sold or on the road by 2030 to be EV. I saw a congressman interviewing somebody from the Department of Energy or Transportation and said the majority of the minerals, the majority of the sourcing for the batteries come from China. Like more than 80 some percent of the stuff mm-hmm. is from China. So yeah. you're going to for you're going to have all of it come from our big international threat and competitor, which is China. You're saying Americans must buy these cars. And by the way, they're going to be buying them. And China will be benefiting from American dollars because you have to mine all of these minerals. And, of course, China doesn't care much about the environment or about who's doing the mining. They get it either from Africa, from the mines that China now runs in Africa. Um, and they take all of those minerals and they create the batteries and the other parts of it and the chips and everything else come back to the united states you're forcing the money from america to china by saying you must buy this electric vehicle and 
GE or GM and Ford are all pushing back on it and saying, no, I'm sorry, we, we can't make those cars. We're losing money on every single one of these cars. The technology isn't strong enough for us. And by you offering $7,500 on each car, that just distorts the marketplace even more. And then I had seen that a uh, Elon Musk released video of a robot, looks like a human being robot, um, working on creating parts of the car. So then you even now replacing more of the employees to produce the cars. You have less people working because robots are going to be able to produce these cars because um, there aren't as many moving parts in an EV car as there is in a gas-powered car. But the big, big push, get everybody in their electric vehicles. Oh, and by the way, just make China that much stronger as a nation because we'll have to spend all of our money over there. Not to mention there's no infrastructure for this. It is not ready. No one's ready for it. They don't. They don't have it in place, and that's two. Be- they built two. They uh, three years ago or two years ago when they put the money in there for the infrastructure bill. So how many of? I think it was two, or it might be zero. How many EV charging stations has the federal government been able to fund and have built? In two years, I think it is the answer. I believe is zero. So, uh, not going according to the plan because well, there's just so much stuff that has to go into it with rules and regulations when it comes to where you put these things, and of course, who builds them, and did the organization have the right amount of minorities that are on the board? Did they get also benefits because they're um, they're bowing down to the DEI gods? Um, that's also part of the restrictions when it comes to receiving some of these federal dollars. you got to have the right color of people, the right um, sexual orientation in order to be able to fulfill all the rules of the DEI gods. So it's a, it's a mess right now. You know what I just want to do? I just want to curl up in my little my little chapel, Sherry. <laughs> well, are you, now, are you going to do something to memorialize that i mean are you gonna like carve yeah i think i'll probably get frostbite and have to lose one or two of my toes oh well there you go but but keep the toes so you can like mount them in the chapel as a as a memory (laughs) of you know what that night was all about throw caution to the wind and just find your the child in you sherry i i (laughs) i do that every afternoon that's right exactly (laughs) can't wait All right, Teeny, here comes your big chance. <laughs> she does this, she stretches, she's doing that stretch. She got like these uh, leggings on or something. Oh, backwards? I do have uh, my dress on backwards. She had a dress on backwards, but now her leggings on. Okay, here comes the mailman now, Sherry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm the mailman. As you can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. I'm the mailman. You are such a silly, silly girl. All right. Yeah, right to your door. You ready? Let's get, let's get, let's get all hyped up. Coach P. Carroll. We're just getting warmed up. Come on, let's go. Okay. And now here are the letters. <laughs> Thank you, John. Randos, Benny, and the 253. Hey, John. Play that funky music, yeah. white boy. Thank you. I will, Benny. <laughs> uh, v in the 206 says, uh, it's so fun that Nate is so animated with his hands while reporting traffic. Is he? Does he do a lot of hand stuff? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I used to be a Muppeteer. (laughs) (laughs) Thailand Doug. Yeah. Hey, did I see... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Did I see Sherry drinking beer while on the air the other day? No. What I did was, I, no, I don't, I, no, I didn't. I had iced tea and I'm trying to drink more water. So I poured water into the iced tea and it made it very diluted looking. So it was just weak tea. Nom, no, thank nom, you. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, okay. Ooh, mountains <laughs> blue and everything. <laughs> Boom, done. You owe me a beer. Hee-haw, Aaron says, did you guys hear about the famous Italian chef who died today? He he passed away. Um, Rachel in the 360 on John's Night in the Chapel. I hate being cold, Uh but I think it's a romantic idea. It is. And Rachel, you're invited. Uh, Lions fans get tickets, but from who? Uh, David in Woodenville says, um, I have it on good authority. It was Kid Rock. Well, how does David know? We, we, no, hold on, David. Good authority. We don't just report stuff. We don't just make irresponsible statements on the radio. We expect that to, to go out there without that being... We, we can't just say that. That's not who we are. Well... Allie in Tacoma says, please, please, let it be Eminem and not Kid Rock. You are really. Who? Eminem. Good. 206 says, uh, maybe it was Bob Seger. Oh, here we go. All right. And then everybody's now jumping in with their, dec- their guess on who it is. Go ahead, Sherry. 425 says, my guess is Taylor Swift. That not would be an exciting. Remember, she used the word exciting, an exciting person. I think you're reading too much into that woman's, you know, sort of delivery uh, reporting on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John sure is crying a lot. Richard Coveney says, are you sure you didn't start taking Prozac for some reason? Does Prozac make you cry more? I would think Prozac would make you cry less because it's an antidepressant. That's true. Good job, doctor. Thank you. Uh, 253 says, John, my dad was like your dad. We went to games. Then it was when it was almost over. He Say, come on, we're leaving. Got to beat the traffic. I made sure I never did this with my kids. Yeah, my the joke with my father was that he left his own funeral early. Uh, John's starting a war with the Cleelum Crows. Unicycle Mike says, John, you don't want to start a war with crows. They will remember your face, and they'll tell other crows about you. They'll pass down the information about you for generations. Never mess with cro- with crows. Yeah, be careful. And 707 Now, you know what? Now, n- now you've thrown the gauntlet down. You, uh, you just like a mic and all those other crows. Bring it on. I don't care. Well, One man you, fighting you may want to hear crows. this before you do okay. anything. Crows are, according to 707, crows are a protected species in Washington. Definitely not supposed to shoot them. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Well, I'm blasting them out of the sky. <laughs> okay. One more. One one up on the tree, up on the limb. There, thanks. Uh, Allie in Tacoma says, you've got no choice. Leave them. A few pieces of dried dog food become their master, John. Uh, complete your evil empire. Otherwise, you'll become the next headline. Cairo, John Curley meets a tragic end, apparently run off the road by a murder of eventual crows. No funeral will be held as he had it coming. <laughs> really? You, you don't get a funeral if you had it coming? <laughs> wow. Depends on what Low the bar. people that would hold the funeral for you think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And All right, Sherry. It's time for the letter.
Back the day. All right. Dan and Ballard says go. this, John. Uh, adding to today's newstainment, John's crow and yes. cold weather issues got me thinking about polar bears. Do you know how to mm. catch a polar bear? No guns needed. You cut a hole in the ice and line the outside of the hole with peas. When the bear goes to take a pea, you push him in the ice hole. <laughs> well, I don't get it. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> Didn't write no more. Didn't write no more. <laughs> she left the gloom How do you make a hormone? I'm not going there, guy. I told you once. Let that be I your lesson. I just want to tell you, the first thing I heard was your voice, and it made me cry. All right, well, that's good. Oh. We'll take crying. W- was right, that you Nate saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you read that joke over again, Sherry, and just see where you <laughs> might have messed up.